0: You hear me okay? I'm deaf, I can't hear myself. No, really, I can't hear myself, really. The most of you don't know who I am. My name is Steve Dye, you know. I'm the first service, I'm not going to be signing all the way. But the second service, I hope you will stay because we have deaf people who are coming and I will be signing and talking at the same time. So right now, I'm just going to talk. I'm going to rest my hands. I know you couldn't see me back there. But when they were worshiping, I was going at it. I was signing, I was. My arms are already tired. (laughs) Anyway, I served with the Alabama Baptist State Board of Mission looking over the deaf ministry work. I've been on staff there for eight years. Me and my wife, we moved up here in June, the 1st of June. And we met 146 deaf different deaf people since June 1st. We've been involved in different events, Starbucks socials, mall socials, church socials. We've met 146 deaf people. How many deaf people have y'all met? Me, just one? Just me, just me? I wonder, how do you converse with deaf people? Do you see them? Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna talk to them, you run away. Yeah. But before I do anything, I'm going to share some statistics. I want you to write these numbers down, okay? They're going to show up on screen. There's two sets of numbers. I'm going to focus on the one on the left side. 28,000, 3,200 plus, 1,500, 234. All those numbers are worth the entire state of Alabama, right? The numbers on the right, 4,200, 1,500, 6, and 4. Now, the one in the middle, 1,500, that's for the whole world. But the 4,200, and 6, and 4 is for here, North Alabama only. Now, you want to know what those numbers are? You really want to know? Yeah. Let me see you nod your heads. Yes, no, yeah, all right. We're gonna hold on there. We're gonna find out at the end of the service. I'm going to keep you curious a little bit, all right? All right. I'm only square. I'm only gonna share one scripture in this service. One. It's Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that for those who love God, things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. That's a pretty, pretty uh, popular verse. A lot of people use that verse. You know? everything that we do, whether it's good or bad, is according to his purpose, regardless of what we think, all right? I'm going to share two different stories, right? The first story is pretty graphic, so if you don't want to hear, plug your ears, right? The first story, it's a story of a boy. And he was four years old. He lived in a different state than living in Alabama. But his mom and dad worked, couldn't take care of the boy, so they put him with a babysitter, a family of the friend. That little boy was four years old. For three straight years, mom and dad worked and worked and worked and worked, and that boy would be in cared for by a friend of family. During those three years, that f- family friend sexually molested that boy. How many of you have kids? What would you do if you found that out? I know how y'all are in Alabama, I know. But imagine a four-year-old boy. I mean four, five, six, three years being sexually molested by a family friend. Romans 8 28, how does that apply to that story? Makes you think, right? Makes you think, God, where is the good in this? How? Every day we see the news, we see something awful happening in this state and all around the world. We see something like this happening. And when you sit there and watch the TV or watch the internet, whatever we watch, and we say, Man, I feel sorry for little people. I hope it never happens to me. It could happen to you. It could. And right, let's hold this story. The second story, how many of you heard the story of the Tales of the Three Trees? No? No, My grandmother used to tell me this story when I was little. I think I was probably 10, maybe 9, 10 years old, but I still remember it, still remember it. One day, there was three small trees in a forest, a huge forest. And the three trees got to talking. They start sharing what they wanted to be when they got bigger, The first tree said, hey, hey, when I grow real tall and somebody comes and chops me down and they bring my wood, I want to become a treasure box full of diamonds and rubies and gold, everything fit for a king. The two other trees were thinking, "Hmm." The second tree was, "Oh, I, hey, when I grow tall and somebody comes to cut me down and break my wood, I't want to be shaped into a huge boat only worthy of kings." The third tree was thinking and thinking and thinking. Mm, a treasure box, a boat. Oh, I, Hey, when I grow tall, I don't want nobody to cut me down. I wanna stay where I am so that when people come to the forest and they look up and they see that beautiful tree, they will think of God. So years and years and years and years passed on. And sure enough, the three trees were wondering, when is somebody going to come chop me down? So they, they just waited And went. finally, they heard some people coming. Oh, guess what? There's some men coming. And sure enough, the men come to the first tree. Marked it. Came to the second tree, marked it. Came to the third tree, marked it. First and second tree, they were excited. Yes, my dream was going to come true, yes. Third tree, didn't want to be cut down. But sure enough, all three of them got shipped off to the warehouse. Years and years later, that first tree wanted to become what? A treasure box. Well, he didn't get what he asked for. It got made into a box, okay. Put it in the stable. Make some hay and some grass for animals to eat. And somebody placed a baby in that box and baby Jesus. Not what he wanted, not what the tree wanted eventually, wanted to be a box full of gold, diamond, rubies, worthy of a king. How much more worthy can you have than Jesus? The second one, his wood got chopped up, and sure enough, got made into a boat That boat was full of fishermen. I was out on the ocean or in the waters one day and the storm came and the rock, all it was rocking and rocking and rocking all of a sudden man stepped up, be still. Who was that? It was Jesus, Not not what the tree wanted eventually you wanted to be a boat worthy of a king. How much more worthy can you be of King Jesus? The third tree didn't want to be chopped down at all. Wanted to stay in that huge forest, grow tall, and everybody would look up at that tree and see that they will know God. Well, the wood was chopped down. Years later, it became a cross for Jesus Christ to die on. Today, when we look at the cross, we still think of Jesus. Not what he wanted, but the purpose was still there. How does that scripture apply to that, those three trees? And we know that For those who love God, things work together for good. Not for our good, but for his good. I love, I just love how people say, oh, I'm going to plan this, 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 this. I'm sure God's like, what are you doing? (laughs) But what about that little boy? heart breaks for every time something like that happens. I'm sure it breaks your heart, too. It does. Well, eventually, the mother quit her job because she got pregnant again. She quit her job, and she was able to take care of that boy from then on. But that boy never told his parents until he was older. Imagine all of the negativity building up inside that boy all those years. I'm gonna tell you something, that little boy is me. And we know that for those who love God, things work together for good. Was not a great thing that happened to me It wasn't. But I'm thankful it happened. What, Steve, were you thankful? Yes, I'm thankful it happened. You Know why? Because I can prove to everybody who experienced the same thing as me, that there is hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ alone. Jesus Christ was my savior but he was also my counselor. I went to counseling with my mother for two years, just to get everything out. And after those two years, I was determined to share my story. And every single time that I share that story, I heal a little bit more. The first time I shared my testimony about my sexual abuse experience was before 700 deaf people at a deaf conference in Oklahoma. Now, mind you, deaf people experience sexual abuse a lot more than hearing people do. I've seen the statistics. You know why? Because they can't cry for help. Our deaf schools are full of people who are hurting other people like that. This morning, if you've experienced something like what I've experienced with, and you're still struggling, know that you have hope. Because we know that those who love God, things work together for good, for his purpose. He has a purpose, he does. My wife, she's gonna come a little bit later at the 10.30 service. She's experienced rape. When we came together and I was her counselor. I helped her to heal. I helped her to overcome. I helped her to be able to forgive the person who hurt her. I forgave the person that hurt me, too. It was hard, but I did it. I had an obligation to forgive that person. I had to, because I refused to let him have power over me. A couple of years later, after I forgave him, he was put in jail for molesting his own kids. And then he sent me a letter in the mail. This was before email has been in. Y'all remember those days? He sent me a letter in the mail, open it up, the very first sentence says, I'm sorry. And kept reading on to it. He had found Jesus while he was in prison. So the person who hurt me is now my brother in Christ. A powerful, powerful testimony. And we know that for those who love God, things work together for good. Right now, thank God who hurt me, he's out of jail. He's out of jail right now but he continues to go to jail to teach Bible studies. Wow! Imagine the people that have hurt you in all your life, how much powerful it would be if you forgave them. That's the number one problem in the deaf community right now, unforgiveness. They dwell on things so long. Things that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago, they don't know how to begin because nobody's taught them. Let's get back to the numbers real quick, the statistics. 28,000, 3,200 3, plus, 1,500, 234. There was 28,000 deaf people in the whole state of Alabama. Now, we're talking about deaf people who used American Sign Language as their primary language. They have, they have little knowledge of English, but they, de- they depend on sign language. 3,200, I mean, yeah, 3,200, that's how many estimate Southern Baptist churches are in the state of Alabama. <clears throat> 1,500 deaf people die every day without knowing Jesus Christ. That's the whole world. 200? 200? It's an estimate. 200 deaf people are in our churches on Sunday mornings. 200 people out of 28,000. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel sad. Really, really sad. And 34, that's an actual number. It's not an estimate, it's an actual number. There's 34 churches. Southern Baptist churches in the state of Alabama that provides some kind of access for deaf to worship with them. 34 out of 3,200 plus. Why? Why? Because of lack of access. Not every deaf person is like me. Deaf people are, some people can speak like me, some can't. Some people are just fully mute. They can't talk at all. They write back and forth, or they type, or they email, or they text, they FaceTime, whatever. Now, on the right side, that's just from North Alabama, there's 4,000 deaf people in North Alabama. We're talking about Madison, Huntsville, Decatur, Priceville, Coleman, Athens in the surrounding areas, 4,000 deaf people. There's 200 plus Southern Baptist churches in that whole area. Only six are in our churches now that I know of, six out of 4,000 deaf people. In the second service, we'll probably have about 20 or 30 deaf people. And then on Sunday morning, you, this church, will have the largest death gathering on a Sunday morning. I hope you all stay for the second service. This is not going to be preached for the second service. I'm preaching this totally different sermon. And I will be speaking this sign at the same time. And last number four, there's only four churches in this whole area that provide some kind of access you know how many out of those four is a Southern Baptist Church? One. One. That's Mount Zion Baptist Church in Huntsville. Only one. 4,000 deaf people. How does that make you feel? 4,000. How? Tell me. How does that make you feel? Not good. How does that make you feel? Not good. How does that make you feel? Not good. It makes you sad, right? It makes you just want to open your doors and just let anybody come in, and then some of you stop learning sign language, stop being interpreters for the church. It makes you motivation, right? It makes you motivated, right? I, I, I don't blame you. Maybe you've never been educated about that. That's okay. I hope today, this morning, That you take this information and you do something with it. Because deaf people need Jesus too. They do. You have an opportunity to share the gospel with a deaf person. Do it. Don't, oh, they're standing. Run away. Be aggressive. Meet them. A lot of deaf people are very patient. They will take the time to talk with you. They will. When I was 15 years old, I lost my favorite grandfather. We did everything together, everything. We did baseball, we did bowling, we did golf, we did uh, darts. I mean, we did everything together. We lived five minutes from each other. I would drive my bike to his house just because to spend time with my grandfather. He passed away from colon cancer. <clears throat> but on the day that he was admitted to the hospital, and I knew his time was coming, me and my mother, we went up to him and we prayed with him. He was not a Christian. My grandmother, everybody else was Christian. My grandfather was the only person in our family that was not a Christian. So I'm 15 years old, and I know the Bible well because I've been to church all my life. And I just like, Papa, I want you to know Jesus because I want to know where you're going when you die. I just, I was a Bible thumper is what I was at 15 years old. Sure enough, right before he passed away, he accepted Christ on his deathbed. Five minutes later, he passed away. But during that whole time that I was trying to get him to accept Jesus, in the back of my mind, I was praying, God, please don't take him. Please, I will do anything if you don't take him. God had other plans. He took him. Even though I witnessed to my grandfather that day, the very next day I was mad at God. We've had those moments. You know what I'm talking about. Those moments where you want something to happen and it didn't happen. God had different plans. You started, what's wrong with you? I've done all this stuff for you. I did this, 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 and you don't give me one thing? We've had moments like that. And then I'll look at that verse. All things come together for good, according to his purpose. (laughs) What was your purpose? I laughed age 15, 16, 17, 18, I became an atheist. I didn't want nothing to do with God. I wanted nothing to do with church. I wanted nothing to do with learning about his word, nothing. I went to church because mom and dad forced me. Back in the 80s and 90s, you had to do what your mother and father did. My father had a paddle about that thick. Not that long. If I disrespect it, ooh. They, they were back then where spanking was permitted. <clears throat> but my mother got the youth pastor of that church to come and meet me on a Wednesday at youth group, one hour before youth group started. He invested his time in me. I'm deaf, he's hearing. He still took the time to invest one hour every week for four years. Without him, I would not guarantee I would not be standing here today. If you invest in somebody today, good job, keep it up. If you're not, find somebody. That's what our purpose is to disciple people, to teach them, to bring them to Christ. Our job is not to bring people to church, our job is to bring people to Jesus. Churches today are so focused on numbers and numbers and numbers. God do not care about numbers, He wants us to see the heart. That's it. So this morning, maybe you're not feeling like you're in a good place. Maybe this morning you're struggling with something like I went through. Maybe this morning you're struggling with something else that I have no experience of. That's fine. That's great. But at the same time, there is hope. There's always hope. Always. And we have to be reminded that it is good for his purpose. We have to. Amen? You know I'm deaf. Amen? Amen. The sign for amen is amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, amen? Amen. Oh, wow, good job, good job. All right, I'm gonna close prayer and then hand it over to the worship band. Lord, Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that we can come together and worship with you. Lord, I thank you for my experience. I thank you for everything you put in my life, every single person that you put in my life to guide me. Lord, this morning I know those people are sitting out here who may be experiencing something that they need somebody to step in and guide them. I know we need to fix our eyes on you, Jesus, but Lord, please send somebody to help us to get out of what we're feeling. Just like the song said, I speak Jesus. The name of Jesus is power. The name of Jesus is healing. The name of Jesus is life. Lord, I pray this morning that whatever we need, provide that need. Help them to know that you are still on the throne, you are still in control, and that everything is good according to your purpose. Lord, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who came to this earth as a man He had the same temptations as me. He had the same emotions as me. He had the same experiences as most of us have on this earth. But it's only one thing different. And Jesus Christ never sinned. And I thank you for that so that he, so you can have a perfect sacrifice. That sacrifice is for me and for everybody else to have a way to have eternal life through the blood of Jesus. Lord, this morning, I pray that every single person understands what that cost was. Sometimes we don't grasp what the cost of the blood of Jesus is. Lord, help us to understand now, help us to grasp that and help us to appreciate it and help us to live it for you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace on everything. We love you too. In Jesus name we pray.